Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. The Poor Night, a fantasy musical podcast suitable for all ages, brought to you by Fool and Scholar Productions. Follow Nathaniel the Poor Knight and the friends he meets along his journey as he's bitten by a wereman and must break the curse before the full moon. Listen to The Poor Knight wherever you get your podcasts or learn more at foolandscholar.com. Hello there, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your host and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is yet again another chilling tale. This waterborne tale, Story Club members, might make quite a splash with you if you like sea monsters. It's one I call Chessie of Chesapeake Bay. So, I was searching for some summer fun and maybe doing a little monster hunting because, hey, I'm a multitasker. And so I decided to check out Chesapeake Bay in Maryland. The boating there is great. And also, there's a mythical monster who allegedly lurks beneath the waves of the massive estuary. Her name is Chessie. Described as serpent-like and as long as a telephone pole, the first sighting of Chessie seems to have been in 1846, when a captain named Lawson spotted an unusual creature in the waters between the tip of the Delmarva Peninsula and what is today Virginia Beach at the mouth of the bay. Later, the sea monster was reported to be seen in 1936 by some helicopter pilots, and in later years by other witnesses. In 1982, one witness recorded what is believed to be Chessie with a video camera. The footage was viewed on the local news, and you can find it easily online. Though some sightings were attributed to manatees, others were not so sure. The last sighting of Chessie was in 2014, quite a while ago. And the bay is 4,500 square miles, so the chances of seeing any kind of sea monster were remote at best. But even if I didn't see the legendary Chessie, at least I would get some water and sun. Because it's more fun to go on a trip with a friend, the first person I invited was my traveling partner, Willow Yates. Now, if you've been tuning in daily, devoted listeners, you'll remember that Willow and I tangled with Bandage Man in Cannon Beach, Oregon, and Bigfoot in Ape Canyon, Washington. My girl was done going on adventures with me, but I begged and pleaded, which isn't pretty. This time, I was straight up honest with her about the sea monster legend, but I told her the only thing we had to worry about was sunburn. Willow reluctantly agreed. Also, and I didn't tell her this, but she's kind of my good luck charm. I am two for two into running into monsters on my hunt. The chances of seeing Chessie were good with Willow by my side. It's like she's my monster magnet. This time, I brought a high-definition waterproof camera with a fast shutter and digital stabilization. If I saw Chessie, my plan was to get the best footage I could that would be sharp and clear. No shaky, grainy monster cam, thank you very much. After we arrived in Annapolis, Maryland and checked into our hotel, Willow and I made a trip to the boat rental place. We rented a 20-foot boat that we could have out in the water for up to 8 hours. 
I budgeted my time and money to give myself three days to see if I could get some sea monster footage. The first day, we toured around the Magathy River, which was where the last sighting of Chessie was. That turned into a total bust. Since it was August, Willow and I did get some pretty nice suntans, but spending that much time in the sun and on the water does take its toll on you. We were both tired and slept like the dead. The second day, I rented another 20-foot boat and we scoured other areas where Chessie had been sighted. Some boaters found out what we were doing. Many joked, saying we were wasting our time, but others hoped that my devotion to the monster hunting project would yield some good footage. But the second day proved to be more of the same. Maybe the luck in my good luck charm Willow was wearing off? The last day, Willow and I were so tired, we ended up staying in the hotel most of the day. She binged some reality TV, and I, of course, binged monster documentaries. I was envious of what the filmmakers came up with. We rented our final boat only a few hours before dusk and took it out. Again, it proved to be a monsterless monster hunt until... Watch out for that log, Willow said to me. You're gonna hit it with the bow of the boat. I was the one steering the boat and saw it. Yep, it was a log about 10 feet long in the water. I was hoping it was Chessie as she could be described that way. I was starting to get really excited. Then suddenly, the log moved on its own dipping down under the water and rising up, up, and up. It wasn't 10 feet, it was more like 50 feet, and it had a head. I stopped the boat and grabbed the camera. Chessie's head sprang from the surface of the water, blowing out air from her nostrils like a whale does from its blowhole. The head looked snake-like, almost like a dragon. As I shot the footage though, Willow jumped in my way, pointing and screaming. So the only thing I got was her back. She totally blew the footage. But I know what I saw. Willow told me that instant to get back to shore, and she hid in the hold of the boat, afraid that Chessie would pop up and eat us or something. I told her that wasn't Chessie's style, but she didn't believe me. After all, this was our third monster encounter. After we got back to the hotel, I kept reviewing the footage to see if there was anything salvageable, but there wasn't. It all happened so quickly, and Willow got in the way. Oh well. I saw what I saw when I saw it, that's for sure. Though getting Willow to come on another monster hunting mission, even one that was kind of a bust like this one, might prove to be impossible. But if I can convince her to be brave and explore the unknown mysteries of our world, you'll be the first to find out. In fact, You'll always be the first to find out, because I'm so grateful to all of you for making R.L. Stein's Story Club a big hit. You, my devoted listeners, make me proud to be a monster hunter. And if there's one thing we can all agree on, it's that being part of a club like this one is something special. I mean, this is the cool as a ghoul R.L. Stein's Story Club. Did you know, we literally have thousands of members all over the world. I don't know about you, but when I'm out and about, I want to be able to recognize my fellow Phantom Finders. So I made us some cool t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, and more. Go pick up your Story Club swag at gokidgo.com so everyone knows you're in my terrifying tribe. And if you want even more great stories, check out the rest of Go Kid Go's shows. Of course, there's the R.L. Stein Story Club and you're a member. But there's also Bobby Wonder, a 10-year-old alien who's trying to protect the town of Pflugerville from villainous Mighty Mila. 
and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Kapow. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or R.L. Stein's Story Club wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find your way. Come back tomorrow sporting your Story Club swag from GoKidGo.com and join me for another eerie episode. Because every R.L. Stein Story Club member deserves to listen to their daily scare in sinister style. Ivy out! Go, kid, go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.